The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, October 26th, 2023, season 19, episode number 57. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Brian, Patrick, and Amber all here with me. We got uh, an hour, 45 minutes or so, of a Cowboys talk for you guys today. We're talking Dallas defense versus the Rams offense. Uh, Brian's going to break that down for us. In the second segment, we'll have a lot to talk about, uh, talking about the Cowboys defense and how they will match up against this Rams offense. Let's start first with a, a topic, though, that came up yesterday from Mike McCarthy uh, during his press conference. He was asked about uh, his key to post buy success. If you don't have, you hadn't heard the statistic, uh, Mike McCarthy coming hey, off a of buy. Question. I know, right? Yeah, uh, coming off the buy, and, and go figure. You're on this show. Um, well played. He has a uh, he has a, a record coming off a buy of eleven and five. So pretty successful doing it. The key for him, and this was the quote. Um, I think the first thing is rest and recovery. Uh, their ability to step away mentally and emotionally is probably the most important. And physically, it's good for all of them. My question for you guys, because I think there are two schools of thought here. There's the rest. There's also the rust factor. Where do you guys fall, rest or rust? I think rest. I I, I think it's a situation where, and McCarthy makes a good point, this is a long season. And, I mean, if you look at the injury report going into week six, I mean, it was a laundry list of guys dealing with things. Um, And that the rest goes to the recovery portion of it. And now we're talking about an injury report that technically didn't exist yesterday. Only reason why your Thomas was on there was, you know, NFL protocol. He missed the previous game, so he had to be listed, but full participants. So Cowboys active roster is, is fantastically healthy, knock on wood, that that continues as we talk on Thursday, which is the dark day for the Cowboys, Um, but also to the mental aspect of it. And I love that um, coming from McCarthy because it it shows that this coaching staff and this culture, uh, just that the Cowboys organization have have fostered it, mental health matters. And sometimes you really just need that that break from the grind of pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to improve yourself. Uh, And it, it helps in the long run to be able to have that pit stop. And that's basically what it is. It's a mental and a physical pit stop. You go in, you know, and Brian would love this because he's a racing guy as well. You go in and you refuel and you change your tires and then you get back out there and you get running at full speed. Um, So it worked out favorably for the Cowboys and he clearly has uh, the right tone for it because he's 11 and five coming out of the bye. could have been 12 and four, if not, for the the over uh, the loss in, in Green Bay, but I mean Mike McCarthy, he he, if his record did not indicate that he knew what he was doing, then I'd have bigger questions. But yeah, I like what he's doing doing with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, he knows exactly how to handle it clearly based on that stat. But at the same time, to me, um, we came off a of bye too. We were at home or doing whatever. And me, it's taking me multiple days to get back in the groove. Like, I would not be ready to play a football game this weekend. I'll be honest. But then again, 
I don't get paid that money. <laughs> I am not an athlete or a pro football player, so very different uh, and bad, maybe bad comparison. But we go through the same type of rhythm, and we know when we get away for a little bit, yes, we come back mentally better and refreshed, but it does take you a little bit to get back into it. Also, um, I guess I wasn't fully, fully aware of the whole... Um, Bargain player, what is it called Collective again? Bargaining agreement. Co- the the agreement. Yeah, of they like, have that certain number. Of you have off. to be yeah. completely yeah. away. Yeah. Like you cannot right. be having meetings and and sitting down watching film together and breaking down things and looking what you can improve on. So uh, I don't know how I didn't fully know that. I thought in my mind that you could still at least mm. meet and talk and conversate. So that kind of takes away that aspect of the game of me thinking, okay, well, at least they can work on this and that. Well, that's a way because you actually need to fully rest and give your player time. But at least on the injury report, everybody seems to be healthy. So that's wonderful news for the Cowboys and for the O-line that hopefully they start mm-hmm. clicking mm-hmm. this weekend. But but yeah, he, he's, he shows to know what he's doing. So we'll see. And hopefully it translates once again and adds to, to his record. If they're 6-0, we keep playing. You know, I believe in momentum. I believe in every week. You talk about routine. You talk about, you know, the fact that they've lost a couple of games. For being 4-2, and they are a reasonably healthy team. There's a lot of teams around the league that are kind of struggling with that right now. Uh, And I think that leads to Mike has a a really good understanding of how to do it during the week. I know we've had some injuries, unfortunately, that have happened on some some days uh, where you've lost some guys. But overall, I think he knows how to manage his team to keep them healthy throughout the season. But I've always believed if you're winning, just keep playing. Just you're in that routine, you're in that the grind of it. You're just but with the team being four and two, and then now what you talk about Ambar with the collective bargain agreement, they're not going to let you practice. You know, they're not going to let you I think it's four days at the Yeah, it, it's like it, they're not they're not going to let you get any better. You know, there was a time in the NFL where a coach like a Bill Parcells would keep them all the way to a Thursday. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have, they'd come in, they would work on stuff, they would work on self-scouting stuff, they might practice, they might have a walkthrough, they might, and then on a Thursday or Friday, he would let them go, and then they'd have to come back the following Saturday, or Sunday, excuse me. But I just kind of feel like, though, with the collective bargaining, it's good to get away from it now. But, man, if you were if you were 6-0 and right now, you want to keep playing because you just, you've built that, that momentum and that routine. I think what would would also help fight against rust, because even though with the CBA you have to sit out X number of days, but when you look at the individual players and what they choose to do, like Oso yeah. Digizul, for example, he had defensive line coach Aiden Durday make him a tape of his first six games so that yeah. he could dive in and dissect and do film watching. And then you have players meeting with other players and doing like some backyard work, or maybe they're sitting down dissecting film together. So these guys are still working as individuals. They just can't come together in the facility and work over those days yeah it's it is interesting to me because amber i i kind of agree with you from the standpoint of i think even though i think the mental break is a good thing i do believe this week is probably a little harder yeah uh because it with anything um and i'm i'm like you guys know i'm an amateur runner i love to Mm -hmm. run i train for races and for me i've noticed that if i'm in a groove no matter how i'm feeling even if my body is beat up 
Staying in that groove yeah. keeps me going. The moment I break my routine is the moment it's, yeah, the moment it gets harder, you're infinitely done. harder. You're done. The moment <laughs> you bite a piece of cake or a spoon of yeah, ice cream, you're, you're, you're done. This man will eat some chocolate chip cookies on a plane now. Don't let that <laughs> But it's, it's that, like, I, I, I really believe mentally when you get out of the routine, it takes a little bit more to get yourself back yeah. into it. And that's the part where, you know, I wonder, again, you have to be very disciplined to mm-hmm. be able to do that. And I do wonder, you know, how well they adapt to that. Uh, it looks like in, in past years we've seen them do pretty well with it. So we'll see yeah. how it goes. But I do think There's that's something to consider. a study um, that I forgot the, the exact amount of time. But let's say you're focused working right now. And then you walk up to me and distract me and I become distracted. It can take you like 27 minutes for you to actually get back, back into in. actually focusing and getting back into that groove again. This is a very small scale compared to what your body's doing, but just something as small of a little period moment right there, it does take your body and your mental focus X amount of time for you to get back into physically and mentally in a groove again. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, if you follow just professional sports in general, you look at what's happening in baseball right now. Mm -hmm. The teams like the Braves, the Dodgers, the Orioles, all teams that won well over 100 games, they have time off. It's teams that were fighting to get into the playoffs, and all of a sudden these teams get knocked off. You know, and you know, and, and clearly those teams I talked about have better. You know, uh, look at the teams that have like the Giants and the way they've won Super Bowls in the playoffs, and they just had to play four games on the road. Mm-hmm. They just kept playing. You know, and I, I think there's something to that. I think players they they want the routine. They want to know every day what they're going to do, and they want it mapped out for them. And sometimes taking a step back, we've seen like with, with, with Romo and Witten and the Cabo thing and how that kind of became a huge, <laughs> oh boy. Well, that became a huge story. Was, yeah. A huge story for a team that was 13-3 and three and had the number one seed in, uh, in football that year in the, in the NFC. So there's something to it. There's something to getting away from it. But there is that struggle of can you regain what you had before you took that break? It's like, and wow, I'm going to sound like McCarthy on this one. It's just like anything. It's just like anything. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's balance. It's about balance because I, I hate when people say, you know, there's no such thing as momentum. Momentum is a very real it's thing. Real. It is a very, very real freaking thing. Um, but it, while that's true, it's also true. You have to have the self-discipline and understand that, for example, you as a runner, you're, you're in your momentum. You're in mile three and you're going and you're going and you're going. And you don't want to break stride because mm-hmm. it becomes harder to regain stride once mm-hmm. you break it. That's true. But you also know that eventually either you're going to choose to break the stride at this particular strategic point in your run so that the, the back half of the run can be strong or your body's going to force you. to <laughs> actually, I, I, actually, that's the opposite for I, me. Yeah. From the moment yeah. I started training to run long distances, what yeah. I always told myself yeah. is if I start a run, I don't stop until the run is done. Yeah. What, I don't care. I don't stop until the run is so done. And so and so from that standpoint, okay. if I if I wake up that morning and that's a morning where I got to do 13 miles, guess what? From the beginning until 13.11 miles are yeah. done, I am running. Okay. I don't stop because of what you just said because mm-hmm. yeah. it is so much harder if you get to mile that's, 8 that's, and you yeah. stop yeah. and walk for a little bit, yeah. it's much harder to get your body back going can't to it. finish those last 5 so, miles. So fair. So let's qualify the stop. Define stop. Right, because if you look at it from the aspect of, let's say, 
a marathon, mm-hmm. a marathon runner, right? The marathons, run, marathon runners don't typically stop as much as they keep going, and then they might slow so they you can learn get to the drink, drink and water keep going while you're, right, while you're, while you're running. Right. So yeah. keep not, the momentum right. So it's not yeah. necessarily yeah. a stop as much as it is a slowdown, yeah. right? Yeah. So in that capacity, I understand what you're saying. So if you qualify that or equate that to a guy like Osa, for example. He knows he can't come in the building these four days, but instead of stopping and being at home and saying, yeah, well, I'm just going to completely detach, he says, give me film. Let me do this. Maybe he calls Tank and says, hey, Mm -hmm. let's meet up and talk about some things. So physically... They were forced to stop, but mentally, you're still going. I can rest my body. Correct. My mind keeps going. Correct. So, keeps so maybe it's not a hard stop. Maybe it's yeah. a yield. Yeah. The one thing I learned, and, and I've been very fortunate, I've run five marathons in my life, completed five marathons. How do you guys do that? I'm a sprinter. I can't do all that. that but the I one, got a plan for so The yeah. one <laughs> thing I learned about marathon running is you manage problems the whole time. Yeah. That's it. There's problems at mile 8. There's problems at mile 12. There's problems at mile 16. There's big problems at mile 18. And now you're getting to 21, and there's even huge problems. Cause you look Everything's there's, a problem. There's blood all in your shoe. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and, the, and your side feels like it's ripped yeah. off because your wet clothes are, are rubbing on you. You know, you manage problems the whole way. Yeah. And that's and – that's, that's really what a season is out here. Basically, yeah. You manage exactly problems right. the yeah, whole way, you know, and so, yeah. It, honestly, it's the reason why I like to do long distance running is because it is it is a microcosm it, yeah. of football from the yeah. standpoint of it is a challenge to physically and mentally push yourself beyond. You have to trick yourself you to before. run. Yeah. You do. You have to trick yourself. I give you guys a lot of credit because I, mm-hmm. I was a sprinter coming up through high school and into college, mm-hmm. and my whole mindset is you it's a hundred you a hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. right, and then you got to mm-hmm. stop. Because you, you just burned all of that, and then you got to stop, and you recover, and then you go and do it again, and you yeah. go and do it again, and that's how you do the track meet. So, yeah, just two different trains of thought. Once I heard that there is such thing as certain parts of your chest area bleeding, yeah, that's yeah, that a that ain't thing. Fun, trust me. That, I've never experienced that because I don't run fun. like that. No, thank you. I would die on the floor. But once I heard that, I said, the greatest, no, thank the greatest, you. I hate no fun. The greatest invention <laughs> ever for a runner is called glide. Exactly. <laughs> I got multiple tubes of that in my house. It's more <laughs> important than deodorant that day. <laughs> Very much so. Alright, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into this Cowboys defense versus the Rams offense. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? 
Dear doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time. But what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the break. Yeah, it's spooky season at the Star. Join us Saturday, October 28th for a Halloween spooktacular. Spooktacular brought to you by Mars Candy. Mars Candy's damn good, by the way. Trick or treat uh, from 30-plus restaurants and shop in the Star District, plus enjoy performances from... Magicians, spooky tunes from a live DJ, crafts from kit, uh, cat, uh, crafts for kiddos, and more out there on Tostitos <laughs> Championship Plaza. A lot going on here. This uh, event is free and open to the public. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. It is scary season, and My public food. service announcement. Keep your head on a swivel. That's all I'm going to say. Keep your head on a Tell you a what, swivel. man, if you follow mm-hmm. social media, Halloween is a good thing. It is. You get some good stuff. Keep your head on a swivel. You don't want to be that guy on social media. Some outfits, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about, yeah. but now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Not my fault. This segment is brought to you by, we're going to just keep powering through. This segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. See, that's right, the bye we week stuff you got to recover from. Right? Yeah, right. but I, I get into them. I'm, I already have all these images in my head right now. Okay. How'd you guys enjoy your little mashups? Did you guys enjoy being fun. on the other that shows? That was good. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. That was, you that was didn't fun. like it more than this, though, did you? It was fun. I don't know. I could be traded at any point. <laughs> Come on, man. Come and on, I, I man. I have been traded. <laughs> it, it was fun, though. Hang with the yeah, it was. It was, it, was yeah. it was good. All right, here we go. Let's talk about the Dallas defense versus the Rams offense. Brian. We did that yesterday. Let's talk about the Rams defense. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Yes. Yeah. Now, their defense versus Cowboys. Yeah, Amber right, did a great right. job of yes. breaking yes. it down for us, too. Yeah. Yeah. Rust. Rust. Yeah, we, we, Rust. Did it, we did it in blocks, so we can yeah. just okay. one thing so, and then so, we did So why don't you debate. take it over? Tell me how we're yeah. doing it. Amber, go for it. Let's go. <laughs> go for it. Okay. Wait, I'll start it. Yeah, I'll, go I'll ahead start and for start cook. with your group. Yeah, we're going to gonna play a 3-4 three, uh, three, front here, and that their base defense is really that. But that's something that they're – they they play quite a bit of nickel too. That's really big for them because. Uh, but the the way the Cowboys play their eleven personnel stuff, the 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 Rams are going to match you that way. So get ready for a lot of nickel in this game. I will say this about this team about the the Rams. There's they they've got. We all talk about and focus on Aaron Donald. This team has a, a good group of secondary. They they've got some guys in the secondary that can cover, uh, and then uh, Akilo uh, Witherspoon. 
and is you know he is really 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 good at, at his job and then uh, Darren Kendrick uh, the other one the other corner that plays uh, and I'll start with them just because I think like the Dallas will want to try and throw the ball in this game I think they will but the matchup might not be as favorable against the two corners as it is attacking their nickel uh, Kobe Durant is their nickel but when you look at Witherspoon. And the way that the way and him and Kendrick and the way they play, they teams are completing like fifty percent of, of their passes against. I mean, it's it's really a coin flip whether you're going to get a completion against these guys. We, the Cowboys have played against some corners that have given them space, have given them opportunity. These guys are two of the top in the league when it comes to not allowing you to catch the football on them. But their nickel's a little bit different in that way. So. If the Cowboys match up, maybe this is one of those things where if you want to put Lamb in the slot, try and run him off Durant a little bit because his his ability to give up plays, you could see. The others, the corners, it, it's not. They, this team's only given up four touchdown passes, and, they, you know, and they've got a couple of interceptions to their credit. Quarterback rating is not very good against either one of these guys. So you, you just got to be ready for – and, and the, I think the problem with like a guy like Witherspoon is that he is extremely long. He's a long, tall guy. He's a veteran guy. He's going to line up on the left side. So that'll be your that'll be your offensive right side. But he primarily plays the left cornerback. Kendrick is on the other side. Now, they'll flop, but they'll flop in a way not because they're carrying or traveling. They just, for some reason, they just try and give you a little bit of a, a different look. But for the majority of the time, it's going to be left and right. In this game, and I, I just kind of feel like though you have to, th- this will be a tough matchup on the outside for these uh, for these Cowboys wide receivers. I, you know, with Dak, you got to be careful about you know where you're going to throw the ball if you're going to be late. Uh, don't do that because these guys will find a way to drive on the football and make it and make it happen. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm giving a a strong keep an eye on to the cornerbacks for the Rams in this game now. Got to keep an eye on Aaron Donald. We all know Aaron, Aaron mm. Donald. I, I don't know what I could say about Aaron Donald that already hasn't been say, uh, said. But hold on. Before you move into him, with the defensive backs, yeah. do you happen to know how well they cover in the red zone? Yeah, well, that's, that's the, they have, they've only given up four touchdown passes overall. So, yeah, I mean, you know, teams are struggling to throw the ball, whether they're infield or in the red zone. Right? No matter where they're no at. No matter where they're at. These, these corners, I, 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 the Cowboys have played some good corners. I think these two might be the best ones that they've played against, right? And I know with, we went through San Francisco and what they were able to do. We felt like that San Francisco would give up. Some, San Francisco's corners played great against you. But these guys, I think, offer a different challenge. And, and so – you know, I, I just like I say, be mindful if you're now, throwing the ball on the outside there. With regard to that, are they are they the kind of corners that are going to come up and press you? Are they the play kind a, of corners play a that ton play of off? Zone, play yeah, a ton of zone. zone. Team. This is zone seventy seven percent of the time. Yeah, this yeah. is a zone team, and what they do is they they try and funnel things to the inside. But if they feel like they can, you know, when you come up on them, they're good at turning and then going with you, or driving or going downhill, where you try and take them on the out, undercut underneath. They're, the movement of both these guys are, are is is really good. You know, it's not like okay, you're having to like labor as they're coming out of the break. They're going to be a little late. They're going to drive on the football and try and defend it, or they can stay with you once they once you get into their area and they carry you in the zone. They're able to stay with you. 
So that's, again, keep your eye on, on you know, how the Cowboys match up. I think going against the slot mm-hmm. might be the best avenue if you're going to throw the football. And that, you know, that moves CD inside, and we all kind of like where, where that goes with CD. Um, we all know, like I say, we all know about Aaron Donald and his ability. What? Okay, Donald plays what we call that under tackle, the three technique, the outside shoulder. But he plays it really wide. He's he's almost like he's playing, uh, you know, a gap over. It, we talk about a three technique as being on the outside shoulder. He's almost a four, where it's a little bit further out. So all of a sudden you're thinking like, well, he's tight right there. You can maybe double team. No, they keep him a little wider so he doesn't get double teamed. But teams try. He gets you, you watch games where he gets double teamed, triple teamed, and then everybody else around him is is you know having to try and, and, and make plays. But they they've got the ability with with some of their guys uh, to to make that happen. They he he's only got two and a half sacks. But what they they they're still doing with him is. They like to move him around as far as the left, the right. They like to play him in the twist games. And they put him at end too. Sometimes, yeah, they right? play him. Yeah, with the that, they absolutely do. So they've they've got they've got plans to how to to use him in a way that you don't just get a complete bead on how he's going to play. Uh, you know, I mean, you got to you got to you know, they're going to say, well, hey, we you know you're going to slide your line this way and, and this that. He, they try and move him around so that it it kind of messes with uh, with your protection in that way. Byron Young is a rookie that they have, and he wears number zero, so he's easy to find on the field. Uh, but he's a rookie from Tennessee, and when he was at he's he's listed like as an outside linebacker, but he's really an edge rusher. And, and the way he plays. At Tennessee, he was a stand-up guy. He put his hand down. So he's really, really kind of comfortable for this position that they play him in, that edge rusher. He is one of those guys that's got excellent lateral agility. He can flatten the corner quickly. He leads the team in sacks. He's got a burst in space. Uh, he get Quarterback hits are big. He's always in that pocket area. So now you're dealing with Aaron Donald on the inside, and then you've got Byron Young on the outside, so he's the guy that kind of uh, when they when the, when there's disruption inside, well, here comes that guy off the edge. They also have another linebacker named Michael uh, Hoyt that plays, and he's kind of he's the opposite of Young in the scheme, and he's a guy that is kind of a, a relentless pass rush guy that uh, he will bring pressure. He's not as athletic as Young. But it's one of those, and you hate to say, he's like this, the guy that's the relentless tryhard, but has some game to him. Uh, it's just not just run up the field and he, you know, he makes plays. He's got some movement to him. So they've got legitimate rushers uh, in uh, on their on their uh, on their defensive line, and they've got when you look at their linebackers, it's really not a a dynamic group. But Ernest Jones, the linebacker, is there. He's the best one of the two. Uh, yeah. Christian. Uh, Rosenboom is the other one and he's a I think with Jones he is a downhill player he's kind of a sideline to sideline guy he's physical with his hands you could target him though and there's some people that have thrown the ball when his guy when he's had to be in coverage it's kind of a 50-50 thing with him but he's but he's 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 given up some plays when you're targeting 
Rosenboom is the guy on the other side that they that they put in coverage more, and they l- allow Ernest Jones to kind of play in the box a little bit. Rosenboom is the guy that covers. He's got an interception and a couple of pass breakups. So it's a defense that has good couple of good corners, attack the nickel, a good inside linebacker in Jones, and then you have to deal with with the pass rush that they're gonna they're gonna give you from three different guys with Aaron Donald being the best of the three. And Young, as the uh, rookie guy, has uh, shown some promise for them. As it goes, protect up front. It starts there. Um, but what's promising for the Cowboys is as uh, as solid or better than solid as the cornerbacks are for the Los Angeles Rams. We kind of touched on it a, a few minutes ago, the fact that they lean so heavily on zone coverage versus press man. They're not trying to get up and disrupt the timing and get physical with your wide receivers. They're going to they're putting it on you to find the holes yeah. in, in that defense. And the Jets went for contrast. The Jets ran zone or run zone 71, 72% of the time in 2023. CeeDee Lamb racked up over 140 yards yeah. against that, that defense. The Rams run it 77% of the time. The opportunities will be there for Dak Prescott to hit these receivers, particularly guys like maybe get Brandon Cooks going, get him sitting down in some of those holes, get him in space so he can get some yak as well. It's going to be a good opportunity to get Jake Ferguson involved get him sitting down in some of those uh, zone holes. Um, so the opportunities will be there. Cowboys just need to make sure that they exploit them when they happen. And that'll start to soften those guys up that much more. And to Brian's point, Ernest Jones, you're going to hear that name a lot. He's just he's a tackling machine. Yeah. He really is a tackling machine. This guy has 67 tackles uh, in through seven games, averaging almost 10 tackles uh, a game. That's somebody that gets the job done. He doesn't miss tackles. When he gets his hands on you, more often than not, you're going to the ground. So uh, that's something to keep in mind on as well. The playmakers are going to have to make plays for the Cowboys. Be slippery when you get the ball in your hands. All right, we're going to... uh, Well, I wanted to ask, I I don't know if you said this, Brian, and I just missed it, but how well do they defend the run? Is this a game where maybe the running game for the Cowboys can be a little bit more productive? Yeah, what you're going to get with with these guys is they, they play with a slant front, and when I say slant front, it's where they'll take their guys, and they really, it's kind of predicated off trying to keep uh, you know, keep their defensive linemen moving. They're going to attack gaps is what they're going to do. So you'll see them slant and then bring somebody, maybe the safety or a linebacker, down on the other side. So they're trying They're trying to cover all their gaps. And with Jones, the linebacker, he's going to scrape that and then find a way to get in on the play. I feel like that, though, the, thing, the, the real problem for the Cowboys in this game could be the movement of that front. You know, because we've seen where... When teams twist on Dallas, they tend to lose guys in passing. Mm-hmm. But if you move in there, and if say they're trying to, you know, they're, they're, there are a lot of combo blocks that they're trying to do. So all of a sudden, either they're going to run themselves into, into the into making a play, or they're going to run themselves out of making a play. So the cow, it just if they, if you see a couple of runs that hit, it's probably because the Rams ran themselves out of. You know, and the Cowboys got an okay on the down and distance tendency. Do they slant the front to the strong side where the you know the strength of the Cowboy offense is, or are they going to try and say? Do the Cowboys say, well, we'll run the ball back the opposite way of our strength and take advantage of maybe them running themselves out of play? But I feel like with their 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 down linemen, the, the linebackers can make plays as far as the Jones I mentioned him, but you got guys like I say up front that play off blocks well on the move and then can play those gaps. It's a matter of them just kind of seeing if they can widen these guys. And, and the teams have had 
not a whole heck of a lot of success when it comes to run. I mean, there was a time when the Rams were really, really bad playing run defense. I don't think this is one of those times. They're definitely solid, but it's kind of a, a wash when you look at it um, from how the Cowboys are trending in the run game versus how the Rams are trending yeah. in the run defense. Because right now the Rams are trending, I think they're allowing like just over four yards uh, per carry, right. but the Cowboys are getting just under four yards per carry. Right. So, I mean, it, it's not a situation where I expect that suddenly the, the Rams are going to shut down what the Cowboys have been doing. I think that's kind of a wash. And then the, the only thing that comes to question <laughs> is, yeah, how does it balance out? And yeah. then you look at the return of Jeff Blasco as the run yeah. game coordinator. Like maybe that's the edge that turns that four yards per game to four and a half or 4.7, something like that. But, I mean, the Rams are pretty solid. They've only allowed nine rushing touchdowns through their first seven games. That is, that's a strong number. But So they bend, don't break, because yeah. they're also averaging, as far as allowing uh, yards on the ground, 117 per game. So they'll, you, there are opportunities there. Cowboys are going to have to turn those opportunities maybe into one or two home run balls. Yeah. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we've heard all the things that they do really well. My question will be, what is their vulnerability? Where is the area that Dallas has to attack and has to attack effectively in order to get this win? We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change, a proud partner of the Cowboys. is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. 
The Salvation Army's 27th annual Red Kettle kickoff returns to AT&T Stadium this Thanksgiving. Get excited to watch one the one and only Dolly Parton rock the stage during a halftime when your Dallas Cowboys go head-to-head with the Washington Commanders. Tune in at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. Welcome back. <laughs> nice. Final segment of the break. you got a career in that. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice radio guy. You nice radio curl guy. at the Yeah, end. you got a murder she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, welcome back to final segment. We are going to finish this thing off strong. We're talking the Cowboys offense versus the Rams defense. We've talked about a lot of things that the Rams do well offensively, but this is a team that still is a 500-ish team. Yeah. That being said, where are they vulnerable? Where is this defense vulnerable? Oh, where's the defense or the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, where's the the, uh, no, where's the the Rams defense vulnerable? Okay. I'll get this straight one of these days, Derek. I promise you I will. (laughs) Uh, You know, to me, I I talked about the nickel in the corner, the nickel corner there with throwing the football. And and, and Patrick's right about the zone coverage. We'll see if Dak can. Dak usually is pretty good against teams that'll play zone coverage, you know, teams that. The the thing that the, the thing I could say I worry about the the twisting of the front and pass rush stuff and trying to get Aaron Donald free, you pick that up and then all of a sudden now are there opportunities down the field? Are there opportunities in the zone coverage? I I just feel like that that nickel spot that that's the one area that that to me it's like okay if we could go for something sure you know the, the, on the you know we'll you kind of kind of navigate that a little bit you put your best player on a player that's not their best player that's just the matchups that 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 I look at right there i think running the football like ambar asked earlier though can you can you determine uh okay they're going you feel like they're going to slant can we run the play this way or are you going to be able to pop some runs if they just slant them slant themselves out of a play or out of a front now you, there's going to probably be a, a run or two where they're going to guess right with you, and then they're going to make a play. They, they, that's you know they're as Stephen Jones likes to say they're getting paid too to do this stuff. But I feel like that if you catch them on the slant, that could be a problem for them. If you catch them in the nickel, which we're going to which they're going to see a lot in this game, that'll be a problem for them as well as two areas I would kind of look at. For me, it's they don't they don't do well at turning the ball over. They don't do well at taking the ball away. Um, they only have three interceptions, uh, two of which to a DB. One is uh, Christian Rosenboom, linebacker. The yeah. other cornerbacks, other defensive backs, haven't gotten a takeaway. Uh, they have only four forced fumbles on defense, and they've only recovered two of those. So maybe this is a game where the Cowboys get a little bit more frisky as far as the risk mitigation is concerned on offense. Because bottom line is the the Rams, for as solid as a defense as they are, they just don't do well at taking the ball away and giving Matthew Stafford and that offense additional opportunities. So that's something to, to consider if you're the Cowboys. The uh, I was looking at the uh, – we, we were talking earlier about the slot and, and yeah. what you can do against their nickel corner. How much do, does Dallas use Brandon Cooks in the slot, and should they be doing that even more? Uh, it is something that he has in his repertoire, I right. think. Yeah. Uh, do you think that could help this offense and help them get him more involved in the offense? Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any – I think that you could play – you play Cooks at any spot you really want. I, I, to me, that you know, when he, with his quickness, I, I think he's the best route runner. In my opinion, I think he's the best route runner you have he is. on this team. I agree. So if you put him in the slot, and we always say this about slot players, they have the whole field mm-hmm. to, to at their disposal to run routes. And so if you put somebody like that who is a great route runner. You put him in there, and let him use the whole field. You're probably going to be able to take advantage of that. The, the, you know, I'll say this about Durant: he does have quickness. He is, you know, he's a, is a quick-footed guy. 
So, but the problem is though he he's a slightly built guy. So he when you put somebody on him that's got a little size to him, that's a problem to him. So that's why I kind of felt like with Lamb, and not that Lamb is you know makes you feel like he's one of those Eagles receivers or something like that, but he's one of those guys that Lamb has at least got some you know length to him, and then his ability to 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 kind of to you know make that make those quick catch. We've seen Lamb plenty of times running those crossing routes and stuff, catching the ball on the move and, and work in the middle of the field. So. I just kind of feel like if you use either one of those, Cooks or Lamb, you're going to have an opportunity to make some plays. 100%. And anything, to your point, Derek, or to your question, anything that helps get additional touches to Brandon Cooks can only help the Cowboys offense yeah. finally get a rhythm. That, that can only be a positive thing. So whether you're doing it at X, Y, or Z, wherever you put them at, just make sure you, you make it effective. But, yeah, I would like to see more of that work on the inside at slot. Um, and that's not to take away from what I would like to see as far as them continuing to use Kevontae Turpin that role as well but if we're talking I mean there are levels to this right you you need to get Brandon Cooks absolutely going not only for this week but for the long run yeah. and the remainder of the season Turpin's going to get his touches and he's shown that he can be efficient and producing when he does um, but let last week uh, or a couple weeks ago against the Chargers be kind of the flare that goes up and says hey Brandon Cooks has arrived in this offense and, and build on that as far as consistency is concerned so that you know opposing teams really have to try to cue in on him as well because as it stands they just know that they can cue in on CD line because Cooks hasn't been involved as much as we would all have liked to have seen it. Let that be, you know, the start of that change. Having been in Los Angeles, let's continue that. Let's ramp that up against the Rams. I think. I mean, I, sorry, I'm yeah. completely distracted. I went because I went to look um, just kind of all the games they've played so far and the final score and the stats in each of those. And you know, when you look up certain stats, um, how they have it is in group by division Mm -hmm. so of course nfc west the cardinals are in there too and i just happened to see their the record right now one and six i'm like that is so freaking annoying that the one law that the one law of the one win for them had to come against the cowboys freaking annoying but um yeah, that that distracted me and pissed me off. <laughs> Just that's the thing about early NFL season, man. Right. It's it's like you can catch teams with some stuff and and get them. Like they had a game plan for the Cowboys yeah. that was very very effective. And mm. I would I would venture to say I don't know this for a fact, but I would venture to say if the Cowboys played them in Week Twelve, that same outcome probably doesn't happen because Dallas has seen more. Mm-hmm. Dallas yeah. has seen more of what they do. They wouldn't have hit it all that se- all that. You know what I'm saying? There there are ways that that all this stuff kind of washes itself out. And I think that's why in the NFL you see a lot of upsets. That's why it's not just the Cowboys. A lot of teams yeah. around here, There's, around the NFL, that have been upset here earlier in the season because it's just it's harder because you don't know exactly what teams are going to do to there, you. There are teams that play poor in certain cities. Yeah. There are teams that, that don't match it. Well, they might match Somebody's up. in the desert. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, the history of the Cowboys playing in Arizona is not a great one. Talk about spooky season. Yeah. 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 Trust me. Bodies it, in the desert. It's been it's been. What a, about playing at AT&T? It used to not. It used to not be a home field advantage for Dallas. That's now right. they, won, they flipped it. It's like I think they won ten straight games they at home. It. There was a time early where playing at AT and T Stadium was not a home field advantage for Dallas. Hmm. 
when it when it first opened. I mean, yeah. Derek, you remember? Yeah, that. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't nearly as loud as you would want your stadium to be yeah. when they first opened it. I think now fans have done a really good job here yeah. over the last few years of of really creating that kind of environment. Um, credit to Corey Miller and his team as well. They do a lot of things to incite mm-hmm. the crowd and get yeah. them going. But but yeah, I, I remember that Brian. There was a, there was a lot of talk about that earlier. You were like on a five hundred team. You yeah. were like a five hundred team playing at AT and T, and now like I say, you've, I think you won ten straight games. And I actually mentioned that in shameless plug for the Science Lab this week's edition dropped this morning. Make sure you guys check that out on the dot com. Um, but the Cowboys are fifteen yeah, and science. four at home. Nice fifteen and four at home since twenty twenty one. Yeah, uh, inclusive of that ten straight at AT and T Stadium. Um, but you factor that into the fact that they've had a rough stretch as far as road games uh, over the first mm-hmm. six. Four of the first six were at home. Oh, sorry, on the road. Two of which were Cali trips back to back. They only have one three-game home stand that's to come in November. So when you look at how the second trimester shapes out, it's trimesters now based on Mike McCarthy's divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, the second trimester includes a lot of home cooking for the Cowboys, and they desperately need it. And you look at the record and how good they've been doing at home. That that bodes well. Let's real quick. I want to hit one more topic. I think this will be the third game now that this this uh, starting offensive line will be playing together. Yes. Um, I don't think any of us believe that they've hit their stride and are at a point where they've jailed. How much time do you think legitimately it should take uh, for this offensive line? Because I think we all agree, man to if you go down the line, you go man for man. They're they're good players. How long do you think it takes in the jail as a unit to, to get the production that we'd, we'd like to see out of them? I expect four games, um, four actual regular season games uh, against some good fronts, and they've had that 49ers, Chargers front. Aaron Donald is about to come to town. Mm-hmm. So four consecutive games, and now that you're healthy, there's no excuse after this particular game. There's no excuse for you to go into Philadelphia and still be working on continuity as far as this front five is concerned. So for me, that's a safe mark. Four games, I think uh, anything short than that is kind of premature, you know, inclusive of what were the injuries, who was in, who was out. Four games in a row, continuity against strong fronts, they should be ready to go for Philadelphia. This is not overlooking the Rams, I'm saying, including the Rams going up against Aaron Donald. This is going to be game, this is game three. So as you approach game four with Philadelphia, you should be you should be right there, ready to yeah, go. Yeah, I think that's uh, the same time frame that I've heard Nate Newton talk about. Oh, Big Nate and I agree. Let's go, Big Nate. I think that's the same time frame. I will say this. Um, Yesterday, as I was walking to the locker room, I did notice that the O-line, the offensive linemen were the last one at practice, just working out, hand movement, hand placement, all of that. As I'm walking and watching, I'm like, you go. Get it. Good job. I'm proud of you. That's the way to do it. Did you step outside and tell them that? No, No, but I was sending the good vibes and my signals. I'm like, I like it. That's what y'all need to do. So they are working together and working on it. So that's that's the most you can hope for is for you to put the Facts. effort and work at it. Yeah, this is this will be a, a, a good challenge for him this week with Aaron Donald and the, and the way that with Young and the other guys and Hoyt, the guys we mentioned that could potentially rush the passer. We won't see the twist games and stuff like that. It's going to be a whole different animal when they play against Philadelphia. No mm-hmm. And if they go out there and flop around and struggle running the ball and don't pick up blitzes and you know miss some assignments and the combination blocks aren't good enough I'm going to be really concerned going to Philadelphia because yeah. I feel like that will be the best front that you will have played uh, might be the San, best front in the NFL. I know that I know San Francisco will you know they'll tell you that their front is really good and it is it's it's outstanding and, and but Philadelphia, I think, offers a, a whole different package for you to have mm-hmm. to deal with. So I need to see. I'm, I don't know if 
when you when you grade sixty five plays, you know you might see three bad plays. I don't need to see eight bad plays. Mm. I need to see two or three bad plays. That's all I need to see. If, if they haven't improved by then, I'm going to have a. I'm going to. I'm going to really. Uh, sound the alarm when by the time we get to that Philadelphia game the following week because that 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 is going to be so important for them to be able to win that football game is to be able to con- control that front the best they can. That's a wrap. We appreciate you guys, Jonas. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to wrap this whole thing up and get you ready for our final views on Cowboys versus Rams. Still then for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?